Welcome to Now Charleston. I'm Sam Spence. It's Wednesday, May 25th. Now Charleston takes a look at a handful of issues three times a week and tells you why they're important. Just a quick look at your South Carolina headlines this morning, so let's get rolling. The nation is sad and frustrated again this morning after another mass shooting in Texas claimed the lives of at least 19 elementary school students and two teachers. I'll have a quick look back at the entertaining first district Republican primary debate and an update from police on ramped up enforcement along King Street and a salute to Quentin Washington after 10 years of interviews. Those stories and more starting now. 19 children and two adults are dead after a shooting at a Texas elementary school late Tuesday morning. That's the latest info as of early Wednesday. The shooting took place at Robb Elementary School in Uvalde, Texas. The school of close to 600 students is mostly Hispanic, and most of the families with students who attend there are working class, according to the New York Times. It's the deadliest school shooting since 2018 when 17 people were killed at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. If you remember in 2012, at Sandy Hook Elementary School in Newtown, Connecticut, 26 people were killed. The suspect, an 18-year-old Uvalde resident, was reportedly killed during the police response to the incident. You'll hear politicians and pundits talk plenty about how something needs to be done and that now's the time for change. But we've heard this before. It's never time, since this keeps happening. The mass shooting gun crisis in the U.S. is out of control. But one of the things you do control is who gets to decide what changes we make in the aftermath of these events. We have a major midterm election in South Carolina in November and nationwide. If you're not registered to vote in South Carolina, you visit scvotes.org. I hope we won't talk too much about these again in the future, but I fear we will. It's a two-way race in the first district with less than a week before early voting starts and less than three weeks before the June 14th primary. During a debate televised Monday night, Congresswoman Nancy Mace and former state rep Katie Arrington clashed, but only after Lindsey Piper Loomis, the third candidate in the race, made a show of dropping out and endorsing Arrington after a question about the significance of the debate being at Burke High School, which is not even in the first district, it's in the sixth, it's in Kleinberg's district. Here's a clip from ABC News 4. Great. Um, so I think this is a great location. I think that um, it's awesome to be here. And the way that I would earn the votes in this district would be by endorsing Katie Arrington for South Carolina District 1 for Congress. But Piper Loomis could still figure into the race if she doesn't get her signed request in to state election officials in time. Since candidates have to get 50% of the vote to be determined the nominee, if it's a close race and Piper Loomis has a handful of votes, she could force the frontrunners, likely Mason Arrington, into a runoff election, according to the Post and Courier. The debate also featured a handful of audience interruptions. Um, This thing got a little out of hand at times. Uh, So God bless those panelists and the moderator, Tessa Spencer. So this was at Burke High School in the auditorium. Not sure if you've ever been there. It's a pretty standard high school auditorium, standard size. And these folks paid 10 bucks a head to get in there. I'm not sure if that was a TV thing or something by the organizing group. But can you imagine paying $10 to go to a congressional primary debate at all? So it's a normal-sized high school auditorium, and these folks who paid to get in there are out in the audience yelling at these women, mostly men, by the way, yelling, uh, and screaming from less than 50 feet away, probably, at these two women on stage, and the moderator, Tessa Spencer, also a woman. Uh, I don't know how they did it, but most of them, to their credit, kept their composure, at least as it related to 
the crowd. Um, they're back and forth a little bit, got a little bit testy sometimes, but yeah. Anyway, I don't think we've seen the last, of, I don't think we've seen the last of the fireworks from these two, the elections in 20 days. Charleston police say ramped up enforcement on King street has lowered crime in several areas after a year. According to a report from Live 5, police say aggravated assaults are down 52% in the area. Sexual offenses are down 60%. But disorderly conduct, commonly cited as drunken disorderly conduct, are up 58%. And drug cases are up more than two and a half times. So it seems like the cops have been busy on the drug offenses, for sure. I'm not sure, by the way, what area this covers. Like, if, if someone gets arrested on King Street, does that count in this? And then they get arrested a block away, does that not count? I'm not really sure. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would assume not. So the enforcement on King Street includes barricades, floodlights, and one-way traffic, uh, along with a slew of officers downtown. It's unclear if these offenses that these, are, that these stats are citing uh, includes traffic stops, because a lot of this is like DUI enforcement also sometimes, uh, or just encounters with police during other incidents. It's unclear. The changes all happened pretty quickly last year to ramp up this enforcement um, after a rash of violence, including shooting and stabbing. Um, it hasn't really changed much uh, since that time. It's all very temporary looking to barricades, the lights, the flashing signs, like the construction signs. Um, but I guess it is permanent, it sounds like. Um, but according to Live 5, uh, police say they're looking for more attractive barricades, though. So there's that. Finally today, a happy 10 years of videos to Quentin Washington, the host of Quentin's Close-Ups. Charleston City Paper has a Q&A with him about uh, his more than 2,000 interviews, video interviews he's done since May 24th, 2012. Quentin's interviews are unorthodox, and he's found himself in the middle of some pretty public spats between local politicians uh, and celebrities, like Southern Charm celebrities, and he's pissed off Republicans and Democrats and people who don't care about politics also. Um, but 2,000 interviews is nothing to sneeze at. Check out the link to the interview at nowcharleston.com. That's all I've got for you today. If you have feedback for the show, you can leave a voice message at 843-474-1319 or email sam at nowcharleston.com. And you can rate and review the show in Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening right now. That would be a big help. And as always, check nowcharleston.com for links and notes from today's show. To make sure you don't miss anything, follow twitter.com slash nowcharleston and instagram.com slash nowcharleston. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back on Friday with the next Now Charleston.